This is BFF, but first, Faith. Welcome back to our second episode, which is technically our first real episode. Hey guys, this is Steph. And Matilda here. So today we are going to be talking a little bit about just living busy lifestyles. And I don't know if it's just because we live in LA or if it's just like being a millennial or like what it is, but I feel like there's always so much going on in our lives right now. And like, we're expected to juggle everything and somehow make time for everything. And it's so hard, especially to make time for faith, which is like one of the most important things, but oftentimes, at least for me, gets thrown on the back burner, which is a bummer. So. Yeah, yeah. I always think about how it's such a paradox because it's God is always with you and yeah. Jesus should be with you at all times, yet somehow we don't access time for him and like we have to make time. It just sounds like such a funny thing, make time for God when God is time. He yeah. is everything. He's so like constantly there. Yeah. So it's just like you getting rid of doing things just like making empty time is like making time for him so we're gonna jump into this whole convo in a second but first we wanted to start with our highs and lows of the week because i know brooke and danielle do this in their gals on the go podcast i freaking love them they're amazing and i thought it'd be fun just so you guys can kind of like you know get to know us a little better so matilda hit me with your high okay my high is well i think you might be aware of this but we may be getting a new apartment and we put a deposit down on an apartment and we've been so excited about it i kid you not we've been texting the property manager non-stop being like updates 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 okay do you want to know the crazy thing about this what is that that was going to be my low but not the it fact was? yeah but not the fact that we're getting it it's just the fact that we've had so much uncertainty like okay oh. i'm so excited about this apartment but we haven't for sure gotten it like we put down the deposit in our applications but the lady still is yet to get back to us so that's been my low is just being scared really? that we're going to lose it just like oh. shows how like I view it as a threat or something. You view it as like with <laughs> a positive thing. Yeah. yeah. So it is <laughs> very exciting. Funny. So long as it works out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's your high? Um. Okay. My high. I was initially going to say on Saturday, we did something with our church called Habitat for Humanity. It's just an organization that builds houses for underprivileged families just all around the world, I think. So yeah. we were doing one in LA and helped build a house. We were in charge of like the exterior painting. painting. Yeah. Good times. And then we got lunch after. It was just really fun. And like, it was cool to meet people and, you know, get your hands dirty. <laughs> yeah. No, that was such a good time. I would say that was a high for me as well. Um, But you were saying initially you were going to say that and then you changed your mind. Oh, or? yeah. Okay. This is going to sound so stupid. Sorry. I feel like I'm ranting right now. But I just have to share this story. So we were just at TJ Maxx and this literally made my entire day because what? Matilda and I were looking oh. at a coffee table and I thought it was such a cute coffee table. Apparently Matilda did not. And I was like, oh my gosh, look, it's so cute. And she was like, no, that's hideous. And then this random lady starts laughing and looks at us and she's like, that's how I can distinguish sisters from friends. As in like we're sisters because we can just like openly <laughs> yeah, be obnoxious like, and fight. Yeah, I know. And I was just like, oh, like, we're that close that random people think we're sisters. Um, yeah, I know. Steph was like, that's how we made it. <laughs> I know. I just was happy. So anyway, what was your low of the I love week? that. Oh, my God. My low was something else. I think you might be able to predict this. Maybe not. I can't think. Um, okay. Well, let me refresh your memory. I was late to a job interview. Oh, and yeah. I was going crazy. I had a full-on panic attack in the car. I plugged in the address on Waze, which I sometimes use because I think it's going to be faster. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know, I'm, people know what that is, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah, it's just like a time-saving like map to yeah. drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
So I plugged in the address and it took me to the wrong location and I get there and I was like, where am I? This does not look familiar or like a industrial area at all. And so then I plug it in on maps and I'm a half an hour away, I think, which is exactly the time the job interview starts. And I am panicking, just like full force driving like a mad woman. I almost hit someone in the car. I was being so reckless. No, It was... I just cannot describe the amount of stress I was in. I was, like, hyperventilating, calling my mom. Oh, my gosh. It was just, like, traumatic. So, was it, like, the exact same address in... Yeah, it was. I think it's it's funny because when uh, the lady who I talked to on the phone for the phone interview, she was, like, saying something about if you don't plug in south, it takes you to the wrong address. But I swear I plugged in south. Oh my gosh, it was really traumatizing and horrible. And I ran into the job interview sweating buckets. I kid you not. Okay, so now we did a challenge last week. We want you guys to get back to us with what you did. But I think you can like comment in the show notes and tell us what you did. But what did you do, Matilda, for your... So, to say what the challenge is, yes, it was two random acts of kindness, one to a stranger and one to somebody you know. So, for somebody I know, I sent my brother a card because he just finished uh, the CFA, Certified Financial Accounting, or Certified financial uh something uh, exam yeah. um a finance exam is the bottom line i sent him a card from trader joe's they have the best cards they do. and i just told him congrats and then i was proud of him um and that is what i did i feel like cards are honestly so underrated with our generation True. and so like since we don't get them that much it means so much to get one especially from another kid like yeah i'd expect my grandma to send me yeah. a card but like which is so sweet but then like if i get one from you know, like you or like your brother getting one from you. That's such a fun surprise because yeah, you don't expect that anymore. Exactly. It's a text is always nice, but a card is a whole nother level. Not yes. to say I'm I'm a whole nother You're level. Such guys. A good person. <laughs> no, that's so sweet. And then what about um for the stranger? Uh, I'm trying to rack my brain. I okay, so here's something I did but it failed. I wanted to do. Okay. I told you about this stuff, but I don't know if you remember. Um I'm currently working at Whole Foods. Yeah. Kind of. kind of quit but I was working there and um so in the bakery section you can write on cakes happy birthday or whatever people want writing for and these two people came up and this one girl it was her birthday and she was so excited and they were talking about how it was her birthday and her boyfriend or husband or whatever was like getting her a cake and so was she there yeah yeah they were both standing there And so I bring the cake to the back and I was like, I'm going to write happy birthday on it as a surprise. And, um, she's not going to know. So I asked her, I was like, Oh, nice to meet you. What's your name? And so I was going to write happy birthday blank. So then I bring it to the back and I'm not experienced with the writing on cakes, you know? And so I asked somebody else to do it, but she's also vegan. So then the guy goes up to her and was like, Oh, do you know the frosting's not vegan? So I don't think we can write happy birthday for you. No. And she just looks at me and she's like, what? Like, why? I didn't ask for that. And I was just like, oh my God, no. I was trying to do something nice. This is a surprise. I hate when it like backfires trying <laughs> exactly. to be a good person. Like something goes wrong. Bottom line, never do anything nice. <laughs> Sounds like it. Um, okay, let's see. For me, um, for someone that I know, my boyfriend was like really sick and just like had a stressful week, stuff like that. So you were with me actually, yes. but to tell the listeners, we made like a little care package sort of thing. So I just went to CVS, got like a card, some snacks, just dropped it off at his house while he was at work. Um, I think that was a pretty nice thing to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a random yes. act of kindness. And then let's see. Oh, for a stranger, I paid for their meal at 
twice actually when they're both at mcdonald's i never go to mcdonald's i guess i'm just like inspired <laughs> to pay for people maybe because it's cheap but <laughs> so yeah i paid for the cars behind me and one of them like i did that i took i did it i totally forgot that i bought this guy's meal and then like five minutes later i was at a stoplight and this car next to me is waving aggressively and i looked oh. over and it was the guy and he put his hands in a prayer shape or whatever and he was like thank you so much that is through so the window cute. i felt good so oh. Those were my acts of kindness. We're going to tell you a challenge at the end of this podcast that you're going to have to complete for next week, and we'll also answer what we did. I feel like that was an extremely long-winded intro, but we're just trying to get you guys to get to know us and just have a dialogue between the two of us. Mm -hmm. Um, But now we're going to hop in to making time in a busy life to rest and draw close to God. Yeah, so the first thing we wanted to talk about is kind of just why we think it's important to make time for faith in our lives. And a verse that we picked out was from James chapter 4, verse 8. And it says, Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, etc., etc. And then humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Okay, you skipped a portion I was I just didn't understand about. the middle, Matilda. Okay. Oh, no. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean you can avoid it. I didn't know you understood it, too. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Okay. Thoughts on the verse. Thoughts on the verse. For me, I would say this is just a reminder of how, I guess, personally, I'll complain about my mental state. I'll say that things are not going right. I'm always like, messed up or whatever you know things are just messy in life yeah and instead of and I guess the answer in this prayer for me is to turn to God and not to be so proud like in myself and trying to fix things in myself but instead Mm -hmm. to be humble and let God do the work which can be a paradox because it's not just like okay God do everything I'm just gonna sit here but instead like reaching out and putting your hand out and saying okay God, I'm going to come near to you. I want to mourn and wail. And, like, I want you to be the one to change my laughter into – or change, yeah, my mourning into laughter. Right, right. And I think, like, part of that, too, is that he will take your burdens and put them Mm -hmm. on his shoulders. And that doesn't mean that life's not going to have burdens. Like, it's impossible, I think, for us to completely give something over to God and just forget about it. Yeah. But I think it's just that you're having – someone with you during that process of trying to navigate life and go through hard times so it's not like you're just giving up all struggles but you're having support through them yeah yeah and that's why I think prayer is so important because it's you being able to say you know God overwhelm me with your love and like you are having this moment with him where he's there with you and so it's not you in yourself like by yourself yeah 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 exactly Um, but I think also as we were talking about the more that you try to come close to God, the closer he can get to you. Right. It's kind of like two hands touching each other, you know? If one is not doing enough work and it's further away, then the mm-hmm. other one has to really extend itself. And so by you bringing your hand a little closer to the hand, then you can touch. Yeah. Does that make any no, sense? No, no, no. I like that. It reminds me of like the um, Sistine Chapel Michelangelo <laughs> thing with like the fingers. I'm just thinking about that. But no, it's so true. And yeah, that was the first part of this verse. Come near to God and he'll come near to you. And that's why we were just saying that it's so important to make time for faith in your life and to draw near to him because 
if you're not making that effort, you won't necessarily see him in your life, at least from personal yeah. experience. Like, I know so often I've done this too, and other people are like, oh, I'm looking for a sign. Where is he? Where uh-huh. is he? And all they're focusing is like is on that question and looking but it's like if when you make observations of where you see god and like put time into trying to talk to him through faith and observing him in nature that's when you start to see him more yeah so like you know if you're buying a new car you're like oh okay i'm gonna get a red ford and then all of a sudden red fords are everywhere oh, on the that's freeway so true. yeah it's like yeah. once you start thinking about and surrounding your or putting all your thoughts into god or as much you know as often as you can yeah. then it's like you start to see him more and more through people and through nature and through your life experiences yeah Yeah. i love that that's that's a solid answer thank you all right my question for you steph is what are motivators for drawing near to god and what has held you back in the past why maybe you don't read the bible or why you're not searching or seeking does that Mm -hmm. make sense yeah um i'd say for motivators i just genuinely notice such a difference in my quality of life and mental state mm-hmm. when I'm truly close to God and I can even be going through like the hardest time in my life and obviously feel really really low but I still feel as though there's a light at the end of the tunnel kind yeah, of thing like hope uh-huh yeah, yeah yeah you still feel hope through the whole situation and so it's definitely a motivator to just I feel like I'm not alone and there's always someone on my side so I think it's just that feeling that motivates me mm-hmm. um But things that have held me back, I guess I would say a big thing is time. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we're talking about in today's episode, like it's so hard to make time to read the Bible. And sometimes it can be boring to be completely honest. Like I do love to learn and all that, but the Bible is ultimately, you know, a historical text. And so it's kind of like reading a history book at times and it gets boring. And it's confusing too, because for me, at least I've had so many times where I bring out my Bible to my couch, I sit down and then I look at my phone for 30 minutes and then I put my Bible back. It's hot. I know. It's just like, I'm not proud to say that, but it's really just, you'll read a verse or a couple verses and then you'll be confused as to what point you're at, what the context is. And then sometimes we give up, you know? Yeah. And I think the truth is if you try to understand just a portion or a segment, if you focus on one thing you can understand or something that really can be an intention for your day, then you focus on that and you carry that with you throughout the whole day. Yeah, yeah. I so agree with that. I think really starting off your mornings with reading the Bible or whatever it is, is, this just is like a random side note, but Mm -hmm. it's so great because... Yeah, like doing it before bed is obviously really nice and all that, but it's nice to have an intention going into your day of how you're going to interact with others and just lead your day. It's just a nice, refreshing start. Yeah, totally. I also, I think about how sometimes I get mad at myself for not reading the Bible because I think, okay, I brush my teeth every day and my teeth are clean. Like, I can't even read the Bible when God is the most important thing in the world and I can't even, you know, do this one little chapter, whatever it is. But I think it's important not just to do it to do it, but to do it because you want to. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because if Uh it's a chore, then you're not going to want to do it. But the most helpful, or we'll talk about helpful tips going forward, but I guess just overall incorporating it into your lifestyle instead of making it like, yeah, it's important to schedule it, but make it like part of your routine instead of just like, oh, okay, I have to do that and exactly. I'll check it off the box. Yeah, like you don't want it to feel like homework. It yes, <laughs> should be uh-huh. a good part of the day to uh-huh. get you your mindset right. Also kind of going off what you're saying with the whole brushing your teeth thing, like I feel like another reason why it's sometimes hard to make time for faith in our lives is because, or why it's easy to put it to the back burner more mm-hmm. so, is 
because there's no immediate consequences, I guess, that you yeah. notice, like, right off the bat. Like, if you don't brush your teeth, that's gross and bad. And, like, people yeah. are going to notice that. Yeah, so your breath is going to smell that. disgusting. Yeah. Versus if you don't read a chapter a day in the Bible, then people aren't going to – or you're not going to be thinking – or Like, yeah, people just, aren't going to know. It's yeah. just, like, not some immediate effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in your yeah. own life, too. But I think over time, that really – adds up. Yeah, I think it really does affect your mental state and your well-being, but that's like, it is a gradual thing. It's mm-hmm. not like all of a sudden you read the Bible and you're going to be happy and you're not also going to not read it and then be sad instantly. It's just, yeah. it takes time. So it's important sure. to like put it in your schedule and have it be a consistent thing in your life. Okay, we also wanted to talk about a verse in Ecclesiastes, or two verses. So it's in chapter four. Do you want to read them? Yes. Um, It starts in verse four and it says... And I saw that all toil and all achievement spring from one person's envy of another. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. I think this verse has a lot to do with finding balance between labor in your life and rest in your life. Um, I looked up what toil means because I'm dumb and didn't know what that meant, but I guess it's just like relentless hard work, just Mm -hmm. pushing yourself too far. So it's saying that, or this verse is observing that oftentimes that kind of hard work comes from envy of one another Mm -hmm. so it's either kind of two extremes either that or people are just folding their hands laying back and doing nothing um and just being lazy with their lives so then at the end it's saying better one handful with tranquility so just finding peace and satisfaction in your life i suppose than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind which i think is just chasing after the wind maybe meaning searching for the highest of highs and being above everybody else and achieving only your goals maybe yeah one way i saw it is i was thinking what is success if God is not a part of it? Because oftentimes yeah. we're chasing after money or relationships, but everything else is fleeting other than God. So I often think it's a chase that we're running towards. But even if you do reach the end goal, it's not going to be as good as even just one moment with God. Yeah. You know, it's just not the same fulfillment. It's just really empty. In right, right. Yeah, what's that? It's like some song, Better... One day in your heart than a thousand elsewhere or something. Oh. It's just so good and it's yeah. so true. So I'm just wondering in your life, like, have you noticed that you've tended to lean more towards the laziness and kind of sitting back and let life go by you mm-hmm. or towards working harder just simply out of envy of other people? Or do yeah. you think you've found a balance between those? Um, I would say I tend to be one extreme or the other. Same. <laughs> so bad. I know. Because I've noticed myself so much chasing after something just to get it because I want to say I've done it or I want to say I've reached that goal. Like with what kind of example? Um, like a guy or, okay, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, like a relationship with a guy or even just like, um, I'm trying to think. Like a sorority even, Uh you know, you want to be in the best one or you want to look this certain way. But then once I get it, I don't even want it as much anymore. Because it was literally just like my own made up fantasy. Yeah, it's the chase for sure. It's so true. And I think that kind of applies to eating healthily and working out. Like we both have this Uh issue where we are one or the other. Like we're Uh so good and doing great. Or like last night, two pints of Ben and Jerry's just living (laughs) life. A package of some more Oreos. It's fine. So I feel like it is that kind of thing where it's sometimes for me, like I think this is so common with girls our age or just anyone for that matter, but is like wanting to eat healthy because you want to look good. And you see these pictures on Instagram, like envy of other people and Mm -hmm. you want to look like that. So that's, your motivating factor. So you can either do that or there's the approach of just 
being lazy, like it was saying, fools fold their hands and ruin themselves, just sitting back, letting the world pass by and not putting any effort into your goals. So it's Mm -hmm. about finding that blend between pushing yourself simply to be the best, but also not doing anything about improving yourself. Yeah, that's so good. That's so true. I think one thing, one example that I was thinking of, I'm sure you can relate to this stuff, is with our YouTube channel in maybe freshman year, we were so caught up in... um, getting the numbers and yeah. beating other YouTubers and competing and doing uh, videos just to get views and just to fit in with what everybody else was doing. And we were really just chasing after that envy and chasing after something meaningless. But in the end, it didn't really fulfill us. And then we got lost in what even is our channel now yeah. because we don't even feel good about it because it's not something that is authentic and it's not god's work right and we got so burnt out and i think that's exactly what is like um what was it toil i think toil leads to burnout Uh uh-huh and laziness just we all know that just spirals down and doesn't Mm -hmm. get you anywhere in life so yeah in order to not get burnt out i think you do have to find that balance to take down time for yourself and relax and just be working for god's glory and not to come out on top a big thing with your eating example i've thought of before and i need to work on this but self-control is something that is of the spirit like that is of god and i think if you look at it like i'm just gonna stop eating or eat less to lose weight then that's not going to be permanent if your goal instead is to eat well to nourish your body then that's doing something because god gave you this body and because you want to sustain it and that's going to be so much more long term and it's not just going to be okay well i'm just going to lose 10 pounds and then i'll go binge eat so it's just like everything that god tells us is so much more long-term than all Uh, of these, like, temporary, fleeting, chasing things. Yeah, we should totally do an episode about eating and how our bodies are temples, all that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Okay, so I think we should switch to talking a little bit about, from our experiences, what has been helpful to make time for faith Mm -hmm. and find time for faith in our lives. Let's Um, do it. Where to start? One thing that I've been thinking about lately is how quiet time or just like time to be with God doesn't have to be glamorous. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I think, all right, like someone's quiet time. You're in a nice marble bathtub. Like you have the candles. (laughs) Candles lit. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like you have your Bible, you're just meditating, thinking about life, or you're like sitting outside in a beautiful day with the birds chirping. You have your Bible. Yeah. Like your anthro journal and your cute pens and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, It doesn't have to be like that. Like oftentimes if I'm just in the car, like that's the perfect time to just sing along to a worship song or like, you know, in between classes or something, just Mm -hmm. pull out your devotional or something like that. Like it doesn't have to be some amazing glamorous time because if it does in your head, then you're probably not going to have that much time for it because I definitely don't have a time or have time for a bubble bath every day. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it's just hard to fit that into your schedule. So if you realize that it can just kind of fit anywhere into your lives in those random gaps of time, then I think that can be useful to fit time for faith into your life. Yeah. I would say my number one tip is to write down what you read. So for example, if you read a passage and there's one thing that stands out to you, just write that one verse down, journal, and say, okay, this verse stands out to me and this is how I can incorporate it into my life. And I think that ensures that it's not just passive reading, but it's actually incorporating that into how you want to live your life. I agree. I think that's the same with um, messages on Sundays. We've both actually been trying to write down our... um, takeaways from the Mm -hmm. messages at church but I think it is so helpful because it's like in my head right now I remember last week's message was great but I couldn't tell you what it's about I'm like (laughs) yes I have an awful memory so that contributes but also like if I had just written it down it probably would have 
maintained or retained in my brain. Yeah. That's, so that was yeah. not proper English. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you guys know what I meant. <laughs> Another thing on that note is just like you're saying, have that one key takeaway is to take things in like digestible bits because Mm -hmm. sometimes I mean I don't think this is a bad thing but I'll just go on Pinterest and pin a bunch of bible verses that I love Mm -hmm. onto like my faith board and I love doing that so much and I get so inspired with all these different things but then because I have so much information coming in I don't remember anything when I'm going to bed but I feel like if you just focus on a couple of things each day then that'll really help you dive deeper into those concepts rather than just getting an overview of everything and kind of forgetting it all. Yes, yes. And that goes back to what I was talking about. Don't just do it to do it. Like, oh my God, I read so much of the Bible today. I'm such a good Christian. It's like, that's not what it's about. It's about understanding and focusing on that one verse and being able to change your life or change somebody else's life through that scripture. I think also setting reasonable and attainable goals for yourself is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, In church a few weeks ago, I think it was, the pastor mentioned that, in his opinion, I guess, it's better to read one verse, just a couple words every single day, than like a chapter once a year, which I agree with. Mm -hmm. Because then I think there's something about having a rhythm in your life that keeps faith constant because with anything in life, once you get away from it, it's hard to get back into it, whether that's an exercise routine or whatever. I think it's the same with faith because I've always heard this analogy, but it's like faith is like building a muscle and that's true. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be working on it every single day. And realistically, like a lot of us don't have time to read an entire chapter or an entire book of the Bible every day. Like obviously that's ideal, but most of us don't have time for that. So as long as you have something that you can stick to, even if it's just one verse every single day, that can be more beneficial and more realistic than being like, oh, I'm going to read a chapter every day because then in reality, you're not going to do that. You might do it once a year and be like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this. So Yeah, yeah. Something's better than nothing for sure. Yeah. And going off of that, I think one thing I like to do is go on Pinterest and look up a Bible reading plan. Yeah. And yeah. some of them are even just one verse a day, as Steph said. And it can have a topic like stress or anxiety or whatever you're dealing with. And the verses focus on that. Or you can, you know, read the whole New Testament and have a plan for that. So whatever you're looking for... Pinterest is the place or just Google, you know, but reading plans are great. Another tip too that just popped in my head, it's kind of like what I was saying earlier about just fitting faith into random times of your day. But something I did the other day that was the best thing ever is I was going on a walk and I just listened to worship music and walked around and observed oh, the world. I love it. And it was the best thing <laughs> well, ever. Sounds great. It was so nice. And I was just thinking like, we haven't started working yet. That'll be a few weeks down the line, yeah. hopefully. If it's a job. <laughs> but I was thinking Fingers just crossed. like walking into the office and playing worship music in your headphones. Like oh. you're going to have to walk in there anyways. You might as well supplement it with a little Jesus. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Totally. Um, yeah, totally. Okay. Okay. Also, I know we talked about this, but the car is such a good time oh my to cry. Gosh. Even I think about it because I think sacrifice is so important in your faith and just having time with God. So not to say you can't enjoy, you know, your rap music or whatever it is in the car, yeah. but if you're listening to a song, it's like, okay, just take 10 seconds, turn it off and pray to God because you're sacrificing that time of just jamming out and thinking mindlessly right. and spending that time saying a quick prayer or saying something where it's going to have a good start to your day. And it's just such an easy way to do it in the car. You know, you just talk out loud, talk to yourself. Yeah. It's like a sense of discipline too. Cause uh-huh. I so get that. Like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, yes, this new song. And then I'm like, now is a good time. I'm going to like discipline yeah. myself and turn it off and pray. And then I'll listen to it in like 30 seconds. Right. Like I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> the other day I was in the car and I, I'm such a prayer in the car as well. Like I just, I think it's a great use of time and yeah. a good old time. So the other day I was praying and I literally close my eyes for like two seconds to start the prayer and then I was like what am I doing like I'm legit behind the wheel like so that being said you know 
stay woke. That's not the right word. But just like be aware. Like please don't. That's cry so funny. Too much and drive to the point where your eyes are shut. Yeah. Also, that reminds me when I was pulling on a Trader Joe's. I um I was in the car by myself, which is rare because I feel like we're always at Trader Joe's yeah. together. But um I was leaving and this woman is walking in front of me and I'm saying a prayer and I was just straight up talking to myself and I was like, okay, I should probably like close my lips. But I was like, no, like Jesus is priority here. Like yeah. I'm gonna keep them open and just keep shouting out. And she was just looking at me like I was literally straight up talking to no one. But that's so good. I had someone in mind. I know. Whatever you gotta do. Yeah, I think that's it for the tips for this week. So now do you want to talk about next week's challenge? You bet I do. If I can remember. I remember. It is. Even though Steph just told me I'm a liar. <laughs> um, it is to replace your phone time before bed because we all know we're on Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever it is before bed for such a long time. So instead of doing that... Um, Replace that with quiet time, either meditation, a gratitude journal, prayer, reading the Bible, or just, you know, being with God, sitting there in that moment. Yeah, I think that's going to be so good for me this week. Like, I just haven't done that in so long. I'm so addicted to my phone. Like, the other day, it was dead for mm, five minutes, and I legitimately, like, felt like I was disconnected from the world. Yeah, I was like, this is like an extension of my body. It's not okay. Like, I literally need to chill. So this is going to be a good challenge. You Mm -hmm. guys should take part in it with us as well. It's just seven days. We can do it. Maybe it'll turn into a habit, but... Exactly. And when we record our next podcast, we'll let you know how it goes. And hopefully you guys can comment how it went for you if you do it, because you should. Yes. Well, we love you guys so, so much. Have a wonderful week. And we'll see you Monday. See you later. Bye, guys. Bye.